This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast to reflect on a big, big 3-1 win for Liverpool at Southampton that took the Reds back to the top of the table with 82 points, which if you didn't know would have been enough to win seven previous Premier League titles. I'm your host Paul Wheelock, but you won't be hearing from me for much longer, not when we've got James Pearce, Jurgen Klopp and a load of very happy Liverpool fans to listen to. We'll start with James's verdict from St Mary's before hearing Klopp's post-match press conference in full, then we'll get the thoughts of three of the six callers who have phoned into this show, Simon Don. Ross Strachan and Mark Baker. Then we'll read out the messages that have been left on our Blood Red podcast Facebook page before hearing from our final three callers, Sam Planch, Matt Whitty and Owen Thomas. The Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, another unforgettable chapter has been written in this thrilling title challenge that Liverpool are mounting. They're back on top of the Premier League table. 3-1 winners over Southampton here at St Mary's tonight and it was in keeping with what we've seen from this Liverpool side in in recent weeks weren't performing I think anywhere close to their their best in terms of what we've seen from them for large chunks of the season in terms of controlling games and and being really disciplined but um, you know what they lacked in in quality they more than made up for in heart and spirit and fight and uh, you know you can only take your hat off to these players because you know, the pressure is absolutely immense on on them you know they know that the bar is set so so high that um, there is so little margin for error in this title race you know i think Sadio Mane said it himself last week he said you know he thinks that liverpool need to to win all six if they're going to be uh, crowned premier league champions and that first one has been been ticked off tonight against mane's former club and uh, it was uh, scenes that will live long in the memory in those last 10 minutes because, you know, when the game was at 1-1 and again, you, know, you, you could sense the anxiety levels just just cranking up amongst the uh, the away end and, you know, you, you're kind of looking at it and thinking, God, is this the night, unfortunately, where the, where the dream might may well die because I think, I think everyone accepts that Liverpool do need to be perfect in this running. But... Yet again, they they dug deep and, and found a way to win. Um, you know, it came from a Southampton corner, the uh, the crucial second Liverpool goal. It was Jordan Henderson nodding the ball into the path of Mo Salah, and then Salah, when he's picked the ball up on the edge of the centre circle inside his own half, had so much to do, but you know, absolutely tore towards goal. Uh, Bertrand backed off. Salah had options, um, but decided to take the responsibility himself and absolutely nailed a left footer into the bottom corner to uh, spark scenes of absolutely wild joy with the uh, the travelling cop you know what a moment for for Salah you know it's, he's been enduring the longest goal drought of his Anfield career first goal in nine appearances tonight finally he's got to that 50 league goals and he's done it in 69 games which uh, is a club record and uh, you know what a way for him to to write his name in the history books tonight because uh, he's been an absolutely immense success and a huge huge talent since he joined the club from from Roma and okay you know he hasn't replicated this season the uh, the remarkable heroics that we saw week in week out last time around when he got 44 goals but that's 21 now and uh, the fact that Salah you know has ended that drought you know, I think you could see what it meant to him. You know, he got he got he got his booking for taking his shirt off, 
and uh, you know having him back and firing in all cylinders during the running is just going to be absolutely immense for Liverpool and uh, you know that was the key moment tonight and then late on Jordan Henderson again brilliant for, for him that you could see what that meant as well the fact that his first Liverpool goal since September 2017 been a long time coming for him um, but he's a real leader and that that, that Liverpool team <coughs> tonight really showed the qualities that uh, that Henderson epitomizes with you know with that fight and and desire and um, it was just you know another another night that you're not gonna you're not gonna forget in a hurry because you know Liverpool started really poorly you know first 15 20 minutes made so many careless errors and you're you're thinking oh god is this is this the night when it unravels and they found themselves one nil down really poor defending not dealing with a cross and then Shane Long given far too much space inside the box to uh, control and hammer home and um Liverpool looked to be on the ropes at that stage. You know, they were struggling to create. They looked vulnerable defensively. No control in midfield. But, um, you know, big moment. What was it? Nine minutes before half-time, getting back on level terms when Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, you know, whipped in a, a lovely delivery from the from the right. And Naby Keita, you know, great for him. 28 appearances he's made for Liverpool. Hadn't got off the mark. Finally, he uh, he's he's done that now. You know, powered a header inside guns near post. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you could see how much of a difference that goal made to Naby Keita as well tonight. Because I thought, again, after an uncertain start, second half, he was much more involved. Seemed, you know, a bit of a strut to him. Seemed to really take confidence and belief from that goal and made a big difference to him. And when Klopp did ring the changes in the second half, I think you've got to give the manager credit tonight because... He has stood accused at times this season and maybe been a bit too slow to change games. Um, but he was very proactive. You know, that double change before the hour mark brought on Henderson, brought on Milner, uh, took off Wijnaldum, who's, who struggled, and, and took off Alexander-Arnold. And, and certainly having the experience and the composure and the energy of Henderson and Milner out there really helped Liverpool to take control. And, um, you know, they... They, they were, they was, they were, you were, they were growing stronger and stronger, and it's, it's no coincidence this Liverpool side have scored so many late goals this season. You know, it's, it's about the mentality that Klopp has instilled in them. You know, the fact that they just keep going and going and going. They never, their heads never drop. They always believe they can find a way to win, and I think also fitness levels play a part as well because you know where other teams are starting to, to fall off. Liverpool just seem to, to find another gear, and that was certainly, the case tonight. So, um, just. You know, just an absolutely you know, breathtaking night in terms of drama. Yet again, you know, uh, we keep saying it, don't we? It's uh, it's certainly not for the faint-hearted. Uh, this title challenge, absolute nerve-shredding stuff. But all that matters is that uh, Liverpool march on. They're back on top of the Premier League table. Where will it lead to? We don't know because you know Liverpool are reliant on their hoping. They have to hope and pray that City stumble. But you know, I, I still think there's a fantastic chance that there'll be a, a happy ending to this title charge. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, what, a, what a huge win. Does that show the resilience and the determination of the players tonight? Yeah, mentality, yeah. It's um, brilliant. It's, uh, yeah, so we come here and we know Southampton is, um, is a... It's really a different side since uh, since Rive is in. So um, and we, we know <laughs> everybody expects and we need three points and uh, we knew how difficult that is and and you saw it. The setup was five for one. 
You can sell it as 3-4-3, but it's a 5-4-1. <laughs> that means you play against nine. And, and we, our problem was that, that, that um, we didn't push up high enough in the last line. So we let, we let Fabinho with, uh, around, around Long or Redman instead of the two centre-halves. That he saw each ball we played in the box and couldn't finish it off. It was a counter-attack because they were in better positions and that made life a bit uncomfortable. They scored that goal, deserved. Um, but we, um, yeah, after, after we adjusted or adapted a little bit to, to, the, to the situation, what we wanted from the boys, and then we were there, won balls back, could play um, um, in better spaces. Uh, had our moments, had our chances, and scored a, a goal, huh? and um, that's really important. It means game on again. Second half, they started again uh, pretty lively. Then I think they felt again, they felt a little bit the intensity of the first half. We could bring two very <laughs> motivated and lively boys. I would say um, it helped a lot. They push the whole team. Uh, they do it in the dressing room. They do it on a pitch, and then was really good to see the influence of, of the of the two. Um, yeah, and then we scored these two world-class goals. Eh? What can I say? We won a ball, by, we won a ball, and um, a counter-attack. When you see it, then one-one against Southampton. You, you scored a front, you scored probably both goals from counter-attacks. We had other moments where we pretty much were like five, six, seven seconds in their box where we finished it off, but they blocked the balls. Everybody goalies made saves or whatever. But the two goals we scored were simply world-class. Eh? So super. Super goal from Mo, super run. Bobby is so important to make the run, but he couldn't play because the ankle was not good. So, but it was still important. Fantastic finish. And then Bobby again chasing the whole world pretty much and win that ball and um, you know, wins the 1 1 situation. Super pass, 3 1. Um, yes, it was of course close, but that was clear from the, from the first second, I would say. I think everybody who will come here in the future um, will feel that. It makes it even more. Satisfying and brilliant that we that we could win it, so it's really big for us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but I was never in doubt about being a great player for my side. It was, always, it was goal number 50, and what I heard from, for Liverpool, so that's, uh, that's an incredible number. And um, so, and of course, as a striker, you have chances, and as a striker, because this, each striker is a human being as well. Maybe you have better moments and, and a little lesser good moments, but um, he is pretty consistent. So he's very consistent in his. Uh, the physical things are always there, but it's normal. You have to adapt to the situation. How he stayed always calm and to deal with the situation. It's only around us that it's a big thing. We don't really care about it, but it's a nice moment for the first goal after a while, a really good moment. Jordan said that in the post-match interview that he asked you if you wanted to play a more forward-attacking role in the side. Was that was his goal the result of that? Yeah, we, we spoke about that yeah, because he played for England and it looked really good there. So, but he played for us incredible games for on 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 the, on the position six. But we have other players who can play that position. So, how all midfielders they there's a, they have to offer me things and then I make a lineup. Yeah, but how we did it today was fantastic and um, uh, first game for a while on that position. I, I think and, and and scoring a goal is, is a nice sign. Yeah, absolutely. Neil 
Yeah, the boys were pretty, I don't, I don't know exactly why, it has for sure nothing to do with Navi, they were all really happy for him in the dressing room, they, they had um, multiple <laughs> hugs, but um, yeah, in the moment they didn't think the ball was in or whatever, it was, I, I didn't see it back, I didn't see it back, so it, but that was probably the reason. But, um, and the other thing is, um, we won one because we wanted to win, was not the, the, the goal we, we, all the boys obviously decided not to celebrate it like crazy because there's still a job to do, but still a fantastic moment for the first goal. Uh, Nabi had two, two difficult situations where he lost two balls um, in the beginning, but then he was in the game and then he helped us so much in the second half. Um, yeah, he, he was there really for the small passes, for the, um, closing the, the right spaces, passing in the right spaces, so that was then really good. Helped him obviously a lot for sure. Oh, outstanding! Eh? Outstanding! It's just uh, I said it before. We made the analysis. You thought <laughs> that will be really tough. Eh? So it's it's clear. But what they do have different ways, obviously. Meanwhile, but against us, it was clear they will set it up like they did today. Um, this team is now brilliantly organised. I have to say that it's really really difficult to play. Uh, good players on all positions, um, and you can see it. As I, I told him before the game, I said, wow, thank you very much for that. Um, that um, was not the right moment to do so, but yeah, yeah, I'm really happy for him. I'm really happy for him because he, how I said, he, he, he did it the hard way. Yeah? So, Unterhaching, Alm, Ingolstadt, Leipzig, and now here. So that's the hard way, obviously, so well-deserved. And the original one, really okay. Do you already know what Hüttel means? Meanwhile, he said it. He said it. Yeah. Heusel. Yeah. Okay. Chris, last one, then we've got some. Yeah, you should just take the trade, switch for tactical. Sorry? Just take the trade off for tactical. No, attack, a tactical. Was it because of an injury? I, I, that sounds like tackle for, to me, right? It's a tactical, sorry, ah. yeah. Yeah, trust me, we have a million on the bench, and it was now not. Come on, the boy had played. I don't know how many games for Liverpool, and 98% of these games were brilliant. And tonight it was obviously not one of these nights, no problem. But if you have then an option, um, you had it with Mili, that's why we did it. It's exactly the same for, for Ginny. It's exactly the same. If you have an option, you have to use it. The boys give their everything 100%. And, and, and Trent, we need him so much. Eh? And he, he decided games for us and whatever. So now the boy can get some treatment and then he can go again. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Oh, goodness gracious! I'm um, genuinely struggling to cope with the <laughs> with the tension these games are providing at the moment. Uh, I'm spending half, three quarters of the match. I did it on Sunday. Gone. I did it tonight. Thinking, okay, this is a draw. We've dropped points. We're going to rely even more on City losing or dropping points. Maybe away United. Maybe a home to Tottenham. And yet Liverpool keep coming up with the goods by hook or by crook, by the final whistle. We seem to keep getting the three points in the bag. The tension is killing me. Um, I sometimes, sometimes subconsciously long for the mediocrity of sixth and seventh place where, although I cared, I didn't have this feeling of fear that we're going to throw it away. Um, I this is up there with the top sort of three things in my life that I've wanted most 
ever is for us to win this league this season. And they keep making me believe that we may just do it. I've just looked again at our running. All right, we've got a Newcastle away, we've got a Chelsea at home and a Wolves at home. But to be honest, <clears throat> you couldn't ask for a much better running than the one we've got in our last, is it, five games now? Being in the position we're in and having games that are eminently win- winnable all the way through. Chelsea at home are a bit unpredictable. At home being our place, a bit unpredictable. Can be dangerous. But we are a better team than Chelsea. Same goes for Wolves. Newcastle away is a bit like tonight's game, I think. A team just above the relegation um, battle who are, you know, a good journey away, distance-wise. But, again, we should have the beating of them. Um we're doing it, aren't we? We're doing it. We're, we're, we're churning these results out. and It's getting scarily close to us bringing home this Holy Grail. And if that does happen, our dreams will come true and this city will become a carnival. It will just be unbelievable. Well done tonight, boys. Well done, Hendo. Deserved goal by our captain. Come on, you Reds. Another absolute rollercoaster of a game. And somehow we've got away from St Mary's with a 3-1 victory. Yes, again, we've not made it easy. Liverpool continue to stress me out. I'm absolutely broken after that. But we're still in this mix. There's five games to go. I can't believe what I've just witnessed. Southampton were, were the better side. I think Southampton were definitely in the first half. Southampton were magnificent. They really put us under pressure. You know, the pace of the game. Liverpool were totally out of the game in that first half. Redmond was brilliant for Southampton. You know, a real threat down that left-hand side. Exposed Trent Arnold a few times. Our midfield was totally overrun. And the goal, you know, the goal was coming. They put a couple of good balls in before round, And then the ball, for, the ball from Redmond, it came off. They go 1-0 in front. And you're just hoping Liverpool's going to hang on. And the... They continue to struggle in that first half. Really struggled. But managed somehow, you know, towards the end of the half to get to get a goal. Naby Keita. Keeper, in my opinion, should have done a little bit better. But Heather goes in. Gets in the bottom corner. And we're going in 1-1 at half-time. And we didn't deserve it. I thought Liverpool were terrible in that first half. Absolutely terrible. So disjointed. Not you know, Southampton absolutely overrun us pace-wise. The midfield was terrible. But somehow, we were back in that game at one all. So, I can imagine there's some a rocket. A rocket from Klopp at, at half-time. Still, the second half when we came out, we still weren't great. We still really struggled. Southampton still looked a threat on the attack. But then, I think the, the main the main situation with the substitutions with Henderson and Milner coming on. I mean, we've been crying out. We've been crying out for that. You know, since about ten minutes. To be honest, the midfield was totally overrun. Henderson came in, done a fantastic job. Milner in for Arnold. Who, I mean, I think Arnold really struggled today. Put a couple of good balls in. Put a good, good ball in for the game for the ball for the with the winner. But other than that, I think he was really off the pace. 
But I think substitutions made a big difference. And then, you know, the goal, Mo Salah, the counter-attack. He enjoyed that, didn't he? You could see how much that meant to him. He's gone so many games without a goal. He was really quiet in the game. But then to get a goal like that, on the counter, he carried the ball the whole way. Everyone screaming, pass the ball, pass. But he finishes the ball with his left foot. And you could see what it meant to him. You could see that, the joy to go 2-1 in the front, you know, in a game that we really struggled. But he's done it. I mean, he went 2-1 in front. And, you know, 10 minutes to go. It's magnificent. You know, we really struggled in the game today. And then to go and get the third, you know, probably undeserved by Southampton. Because for Southampton, like I say, really good. Nathan Verbin on the left-hand side, pick of the bunch for me. He was brilliant. He could be a, you know, he could be a better club, better side. He'd, he'd do his job at the likes of. I mean, I'd love to see. I'd love to see him at someone like like likes of us on the bench. He'd do a job. But like I say, yeah, we got the third. Jordan Henderson, who came off the bench, and I thought, you know, he changed the game when he came on. Um, I'm a big critic of Jordan Henderson, and I'm not a big fan of his, but when he's not playing sometimes, you you can see we're missing him. And today, we really missed Henderson. When he came on, he made a massive difference. And for him to come and get that third goal to finish the game, take the pressure off, absolutely joyous scenes... You know, I'm absolutely over the moon. Now, we go to five games to go, and all that's all we can do. We can't do any more than what we're doing. Chelsea next weekend. Porto midweek. That's all we can do. We go again. Come on, Liverpool! Mark Baker commenting on Southampton versus Liverpool, which ended up being an absolutely magnificent result for Liverpool in the circumstances of the season up against such a, a powerful opponent in Manchester City for the league title and after suffering anxiety in the first half and to manage to get the results in the end shows real positivity about what they could potentially achieve for the latter part of the season. But what I wanted to pick up on really was the performance of Jordan Henderson. I've always been a massive Henderson fan feel that and I've always felt it. I remember writing something in the paper at the time, uh, his sending off in the last stages against Manchester City four or five years ago when Liverpool were going for the league title, ultimately for me, cost Liverpool the league. He'd been outstanding that season, playing as a right interior player, an inside right, if you like. His ability to cover ground without the ball, without possession, very often when Liverpool were playing a narrow shape, covering ground from in to out, was essential especially the work the midfield players had to get through that season with the, the higher players that Liverpool had within the side. And his work with the ball in that position, his third man runs, his power, his link-up with the forward players, his ability to to stretch the game without the ball was magnificent, really, that season. And as I say, he hasn't been the same player since, but the reason he hasn't been the same player since is because he's had to adapt his role and change it with the instruction of the manager and ever since Klopp's come in he's had to take up a deeper deeper role playing the number six pivot if you like and with that role the dynamics of how you play the game automatically change and have to change so 
instead of the first thing being about getting forward, linking with the combinations with the forward players, looking to penetrate in behind, his first thought is that player is the deepest player now has to be screening. So it's a, every time, even when you're in possession or out of possession, where is he in relation to his teammates? Where is he in relation to his, his, his defenders, his midfield players alongside? He always has to be ready for the way Liverpool play to stop counter-attacks at source. And for the most part, he does it very well. And he's the ultimate professional player in that he will adapt to whatever the manager asks of him. And he does that accordingly. So his transformation within the game has seen him be, become more metronomic, which he has to be in the role, circulate the ball, recycle the ball, and then when he can, play forward. Now, the big criticism you'd say that many people have of him is he doesn't play forward early or often enough. And there may be some some legs in that. At times, especially when receiving the ball from from deeper centre-halves, he can, he can have a closed bloody shape instead of maybe opening his shoulders more and playing forward more often. But the idea that he can't and doesn't play forward is nonsensical, really. I mean, so often there's good examples of him switching play or attempting to find his uh, interior midfield player, so his number eight in his side, if you like. And he's a very good footballer, hence the reason he's playing at the level, hence the reason why he gets selected by X amount of managers for the role. Now, at times, is he Sergio Busquets? Certainly not, but who is a player who can, who's got eyes in the back of his head, can eliminate players by seeing the picture clearer than everyone else and breaking lines. No one's that level. But is he a very good player in the role? Of course. And I think some of the, the lack of positivity for his performances is baffling to me, really. Adding the fact that, by all accounts, he's a fantastic professional. Uh, taking into account the impact he must have on his dressing room, that so many managers have made him captain and a leader in that sense. And the combination of that leadership and, and the ability he's got, really, means that he plays for Liverpool and plays for, plays for his national team. So... I just wanted to touch on that today because I felt that his introduction, his intensity, his energy and his quality on the ball made the difference in Liverpool coming out victorious in the game. Even the header into Salah, obviously fantastic from Salah, we know how good a player he is, but even the header, the intensity, the determination, the directness within that and the will to win, I felt was the difference from today. But I really wanted to recognise above all of that the circumstances which brought about his change in role and his adaptation to the roles and the difference meaning the difference between the two meaning that his game has to, had to change and has done. Now going back into a higher position tonight, we've seen the old traits that he used to have in that fable title bid only a few years ago. A lot better player than people give him credit for, but I think people in football pretty much know that. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Right, before we hear from our final three callers, I've got a lot of messages to read out that were left on our Blood Red Podcast Facebook page. Adam Cox said, Sloppy, slow first half, but clinical second. Hendo's energy was fantastic. Personally, I can't wait for a nice, relaxed Champions League game. Harry Morgan said, Milner and Henderson came on and we looked so much better. Experience is everything at this stage of the season. Need them both on the pitch as long as possible. Wolf Von Haven said, The best show of character and quality combined that I have 
we've seen this season. A brilliant win. What a football team. We had that energy and drive all game long, even when Southampton were on top. I always believe we will win this one. One thing I'd like to say, doesn't everyone remember what a massive miss Jordan Henderson was towards the end of that title tilt under Brendan Rodgers? He epitomises everything good about this team. Bobby Firmino gets man of the match for me though. Dan Kesseringham said, I said it when he signed and I will say it again. We are very lucky to have Jurgen Klopp. Johnny Wilmont said, brilliant win, cracking goal for Salah and I admit I was shouting pass. Great for Henderson getting a goal, you can't deny what he does for the club and for England. Getting guys, a win is a win and we keep the pressure on. Andy Odger said, midfield got overran first half, credit to Southampton, they gave a great account of themselves. Milner and Hendo coming on was the correct call to get control of the game. Made up Salah got a goal and that will hopefully settle him now for the run-in. Ben Wood said, think Henderson showed right away why he's so important. Got going and seemed to speed everything up. Ryan Mervyn said, massive three points after a very casual start. While Hendo won us the game, Klopp must take massive credit. We were all over the place in the first half, sloppy and slow in our passing, while not being able to cope with their shape and counter-attacks. Klopp changed the attitude at half-time, and we looked a different team second half. Massive, massive six points from two very difficult games, and surely a huge blow for City. Is this really our year? David Gravestock said, Hendo was like a deranged beast from the minute he came on. Awesome display from the skip. James Rowland said, so much better when we play at a higher tempo. We need to play as believers. Gerard McMahon said, what a win. Absolutely delighted for Henderson. Completely changed the dynamic of the game when he came on. Lifted the tempo tenfold. Pure grit, determination and hard work got us over the line tonight. Adedeo Oki said, no one can say with a straight face that they felt Salah was playing well before he scored. His legs seemed to be made of jelly, balls bouncing off his knees, but his goal showed what a big player he is by scoring such a crucial goal. So happy for him. Mohamed Ayubi said, Keita first goal, Salah's 50th, Hendo's first goal in a year and a half. Massive win, but even bigger contributions. We need these guys' confidence. Lewis Cox said, character, character, character. Team that doesn't know when it's beat and goes to the end. Very hard fixture tonight. Tough place to go with Saints in form and momentum behind them. That is a huge win. Massive for Mo and Bobby Firmino was brilliant. Fran Fagan said, as the old saying goes, it was a game of two halves and Liverpool only turned up for the second half. When I saw Trent being subbed, I have to say I was wondering what Klopp was doing, but turns out Jürgen knows best. Hendo and Milner were very good. High energy experience and putting a foot in where needed. I'm not a big fan of Matip, but he has stepped up and deserves some praise. Salah's 50th goal will ease the pressure on him now so looking forward to his next 50 let's roar the reds on to the end of the season and hopefully we'll have some silverware Gareth Jones said, Fabinho and Henderson start for Porto and either Milner or Gini. Cater should only be getting 15 to 20 minutes. He's not good enough to start games. And Richard Hoy said, massive from the Reds. We all questioned the subs, but the boss showed us he knows best. Bring on the Chelsea. And now I'll hand you over to Sam Planch, Matt Whitty and Owen Thomas. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Okay, so we got Liverpool Southampton. Away in another must-win game, like every game is. The first 20 minutes, I thought Liverpool were, were a disgrace, really, to be honest. I thought Southampton were, were by far the better team, and um, it was embarrassing at times. But you know what? We got to go back there and managed it and win it at half-time, 1-1. Keiter had, um, OK, he had a goal, and... He should have had a penalty. We didn't get it. And the game went on. 
But what I did like about the game there is is that they never say die attitude. And I think what's coming back in Liverpool is what they've been accused of all down the years. And I've heard, I've heard a lot of people saying about nerves and the crowd and all this. I mean, if they if they actually watch Liverpool, I mean, Klopp, Klopp said after the, the Tottenham game how much the crowd have started to learn about all this and they're not getting as nervous and they're getting behind everyone. Today, the team sort of, they didn't play well at all. And I, I, I thought Southampton, to be honest, tactically, they were excellent at thought. They'd done exactly what you'd expect someone to do if you're playing against Liverpool. They looked a little bit fitter as well, to be fair. But Manny sort of ground them down second half. And this is where, when you play three, four, five attacking players, not all of them are going to get the credit every game. Manny's out there for a bit now because he's been the one who's put the ball on the back of the net. Manny ground them down today, Salah scored a goal. You know, Firmino a lot of the time grounds them down and Salah and Manny scores the goal. You know, it it's a team game. Um, and I thought Salah was quite poor early till he scored his goal, but his goal was absolutely brilliant. And, you know, he's lacking a bit of confidence. I think it was eight games without a goal. I mean, that's a lot for Salah, but... He'll point to all the records, you know, I think he's still the quickest player to get to 50 Premier League goals for Liverpool and I think he, he got to that tonight, you know, and he's got other goals in, in other competitions, as, uh, as we well know. And I don't blame him with the celebration. Something else which I'd really like to point out, apart from Manny being a sort of decoy with grinding the, the team down, was the substitution with Milner and, and Henderson. I mean, what a tactical substitution that was, I mean... We all said about the Bouvac, he, he was the brain, and the subs have been better since he's got off. I mean, they're not all perfect, and no one is, you know, we're all human beings, but me included, I've been the main one, really, and I've been saying about this midfield needs this and needs that, and it does need something different, but he brought them players on at the right time there tonight, and I think he brought them on for know-how, I think he brought tactical Premier League experience, just know how on. And they done the biz, Milner and Henderson tonight. And I'm not the biggest fans of either of them, even though I'm also not a critic of them because I know they give their all, know they give 100%. And that's all anyone can do in life. But I must admit, Henderson's had his critics, and, and I've been one of them, by the way. But tonight I thought his attitude was tremendous. I, I, I don't know if he was sort of like had a bit between his teeth in the sense that he was disappointed with getting dropped a few times or whether it's just pure determination. But it's not all about just his goal of falls. Every challenge he went in for and everything, that's great. It's great to see. I mean, Liverpool, they're going to need more quality moving forward. And I think the likes of Oxlade-Chamberlain and I think Keita went... He finally gets in the groove. I keep giving him a shout out, and I know he scored the goal and should have had a pen tonight, but he, he didn't get involved enough for me. I thought Milner and Henderson come on there and done the biz, and when Alden went off, and I think he needed to, you know, he doesn't always, uh, you know, he seems to be the one who gets away with it, even though he's had a few good games. Listen, the overwhelming thing that that we all need to fucking to take from this is that we're grinding results out. You know, when we need to win, we win. And we've done it again tonight.
And if City win the league, they win the league. But we have, we're doing every single game exactly what we need to do. And you don't have to beat people 5 0. Liverpool are doing what they have to do when they're doing it well and coming from behind and showing a lot of grit and determination. I'm proud of them and I think, you know, it's really good to see. Hi, it's Matt Whitty, reflecting on Liverpool's 3 1 away win against Southampton. A massive, massive result in the title race that puts us back top of the league in very difficult circumstances. I thought Southampton started the game brilliantly particularly in the first half an hour. They pressed us high up the pitch when we had the ball in our final third from goal kicks and when we were knocking around the back. They'd regularly commit five players to the ball to try and win it back. And they did time and time again in that first half an hour, including for the uh, for the goal from Shane Long, one of his very, very rare goals uh, that, he, that he scores. But when they, when they turned the ball over, there was space in midfield... There was space in front of Trent in their left wing area. There was when it, once once the cross came in, there was you could almost see the goal coming. You know, as soon as the cross came in, really in terms of the gap between the centre backs, Matic was out of position. Van Dijk was caught with a with a really uh, by a really clever flick on, and then Shane Long had all the time in the world to bring it down. and And even if he didn't, there was another Southampton player behind him. And that seemed to be the pattern, really, for the first 30, 35 minutes. I thought Southampton were completely dominant. We created very, very little. And then the the the, uh, the, the chance came from the, uh, the Salah cross to Keita, nodding it in at the far post. And I was absolutely delighted for Keita. I thought if, if you could have picked one player in the team to score, uh, he was he was the one that you'd want. Um, he really, he's really needed a goal given the hype that preceded his transfer, and we've just been looking forward to to that moment for a long, long time. So it was a, just, a, it was just a brilliant moment, to, moment to see. And I thought we were better in the last ten, fifteen minutes of the second half, but again, Southampton was still dangerous, and we, we generally created not, not that much. Uh, second half, again, cagey game, a few, a few, few chances. And when when the moment came from a Southampton corner, we were breaking. It was so reminiscent of our best periods last season. Salah was breaking. I'm sure a lot of us were thinking pass, but it, I'm not really sure it was on. And then he just buried it from the from the D. And when you consider the chances that he's had, where you where you expect him to finish over the last few weeks, that was probably the hardest of the lot, and also probably the most important. It was just a brilliant moment and definitely, definitely worth a yellow card for the shirt off. And uh, yeah, then it got better with uh, with the Firmino cutback to Henderson, slamming one in. And again, I thought Firmino was excellent throughout the game. Uh, it didn't come off for him in terms of chances falling to him or anything like that, but he was absolutely tireless working for the team. And at times that was a, a pretty... Uh, a lone furrow who is ploughing with uh, with uh, with things not quite going our way, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. We were also denied a, a blatant penalty on Cater, um, but perhaps given the, uh, the the first goal had a was was offside with a with with perhaps a tail offside, maybe uh, things even themselves out in the course of the game. Overall, absolutely brilliant, top of the league, and yeah, can't wait for the for the next game. Snakes alive. What a match. This is Owen from Cop on Podcast.
Oh, after a first half that stunk like a hoarder's toilet seat, or at least the first 20 minutes of that first half, Liverpool's combine harvester clicked into gear and tore through the wheat fields of St. Mary's. Absolutely marvellous. I'm so thrilled. I'm thrilled about so much of that match. I've been on this cloud of elation for a while now, and I don't know when, I don't know, I don't know if it's ever going to rain. I'm just going to soar off into the distance. Liverpool 3-1 against Southampton. Well done. Top of the league. Bravo. Oh yeah. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.